Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. Hi. Why are you dancing? I don't know. In I just, your seat. The, the moment took me. Yeah. Um, I have had to crack my back like six times already. Mm. I feel better now. Yeah. I did get a 90-minute massage this week. Are you getting sick? You thought you were getting sick yesterday. <sighs> I, I felt guilty. You, that it was your fault? Yeah. Um, I think I'm back on the up and up. I think the problem is, is that it's just been very dry. It's yeah. Been, it, guys, it's been chilly here. <laughs> like, in the 40s. People are losing their minds. It yeah, hailed, it. hailed at my house. But only her house, so I think she's cursed. Yeah. We live approximately 1.7 miles apart, and it didn't hail at Natalie's house, and I was like, ooh, weird. <laughs> I didn't even have clouds. No. Sunny. No. But it hailed. I think I'm getting better. You I are? still have a cough. Um, I still can't fully exercise. Um, but my appetite is back, mm. uh, which isn't great. Yeah, that feels me. That feels me. <laughs> I need like the exercise also. <laughs> um, but for some reason, my stomach is just always wanting granola bars. Mm. I think that's and maybe sugar. I'm trying to like carb up too. <laughs> I don't know because I was not when I was sick. I was not eating three meals a day. No. I was just like dead. I wanted to sleep all the time. What are you carving for? Carb loading just for life? Just to get back on track? I don't know. <laughs> but um, I can't stop. Okay, other than granola bars, what are you fangirling over? Oh, a few things. Ah. While I was sick, yeah, I watched a good share of television and movies. Yes. But I watched this past weekend all of the new season of Mozart in the Jungle. Season four? Yeah. Okay. Which was, like, pretty good. I mean, I just really love Gael, so yeah. it was good. So you're fine. And then I watched all eight episodes of the new Queer Eye on Netflix, oh. which... Every episode will make you cry. Really? Yes. Did you watch the original? Um, here and there. I loved it. Not religiously. Loved it. Loved it. What was it on? Bravo? I think it so. It must have been, yeah. yeah. I feel like that like made Bravo. But what I'm actually fangirling over okay. is Madonna's Ray of Light turns 20 years <gasps> old this week. Oh, no. Which is also awful. It makes me feel old. Yeah. But it was my first Madonna album, mm. and it's it's a good one. You just dated yourself in, like, a weird way. Like, yeah. There's a lot of people right now who are like, bitch, that's your first Madonna album. <laughs> yeah. But, like, also— Well, some people just don't have first Madonna albums. True. So. The, the, I can see the video, and, like, she looks amazing. Yeah. That, that, like, wave and, like, but that honey blonde hair. But then there's also, like, hair. dark hair era of Ray oh, of yeah. Light mm-hmm. with, like, The Power of Goodbye and Frozen. And then Nothing Really Matters, one of my favorite Madonna songs, hands down— but she actually wanted to be in Memoirs of a Geisha, which is say, wrong is on several levels. I was wondering but if that's But she was kind of like proving to people that she could do it with this phase she was in. Weird, and so it's like a demo reel? <laughs> kind of. But the Don't song, like banging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's funny that you said that because I was like, oh, is that when she's the Geisha? Yeah. Um, it is amazing how Madonna just sort of like permeates your brain, even if you don't, like I'm a casual Madonna fan. I'm not like a rabid Madonna fan. When some like jams come on, I'm all about it. But I'm not like, I don't have like a mural or like, you know, some sort of memorabilia from Madonna, but I remember those videos because I think I was like an MTV kid. You know? Oh yeah. I remember putting on a denim jacket with no shirt underneath and buttoning the middle <laughs> and coming down and showing my mom that I looked like the Madonna video. I'm sure your mom was thrilled. Oh, well, she was because it was on. There was, it specifically was on for my Spice Girls music video countdown that I had taped. Obviously. So yes. there, that's a lot of information that you didn't need to know. <laughs> a lot of things in one, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> okay, what are you fangirling over? Um, I'm fangirling over, <laughs> really I'm fangirling over you in, in a couple of ways. Number one, 
you came around the corner today at the office and I go, oh my gosh, you look like an American girl doll. And you just go, thank you. <laughs> like as if that I was validating your life choice. You were because I'm wearing a sweater with some plaid boots, not plaid boots, plaid skirt mm-hmm. boots, beret. Yes. It looks very 90s American girl catalog. Yes. And I can't find any photos to prove that. If anyone has an old catalog, can you take some photos? Yeah. I mean, but it was amazing. Lauren got it. I got it right away. And then you were like, oh, it's on my Insta story. And I hadn't even seen that. I just, I knew. We were connected. Um, and then <laughs> this was one of my favorite things of the week. I was very confused. So was it last week that we talked mm-hmm. about Satisfaction? Yes. The classic film Satisfaction. Yes. Starring Britta Phillips. Um, also <laughs> Julia Roberts and Justine Bateman. Anyway, so you sent me this photo. And it's just like a youthful uh, Julia Roberts, you sent it to me on Instagram, and you're like, read the caption. And it's basically all about how Julia Roberts, in Satisfaction, also co-starred alongside Liam Neeson, and they fell in love and moved in together. She was 19. For a year. A year. She was 19. He was 35. Wow. Just, like, picture that in your mind's eye. Well, I mean, Liam Neeson is the love interest for Justine Bateman in Satisfaction. Which, like, okay. And he is older, and it's kind of weird. I mean, he's kind of a stone-cold fox. I love that he's Mm -hmm. become this, like, action hero in, like, his (laughs) 60s. Um, But I just, I couldn't get over it. I've been thinking about it all week. What did they do? What did they talk about? Like, you know what they did. (laughs) Thanks. Um, But just, like, where did they live? Like, on a beachside home in Malibu? I need more details. Where did they order pizza from? Yeah. Mystic Pizza. Mystic Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I hate us. Yes. Okay. Love it. <laughs> um, okay. On that cheese ball comment, should we get into the final episode, Josh? The disaster episode. The disaster episode. Part three usually is the disaster of any sort of like trilogy. It's always the downfall. It's always the downfall. So guys, this is, by the way, like a fangirl first. We have never just straight up talked about a movie. Yeah, we have. When? Well, TV movie. Well, yeah, different. Different. Okay. This is a in the theaters blockbuster. But not unquote. for long. It was pulled from the theaters. <laughs> All right. So do you just want to give some like overview things on, okay. on just the making of Gem? Gem? It's Gem and the Holograms. Gem and the Holograms movie it came out in 2015. I can't believe it's already three years old, I first know. of all. Right. Secondly, as soon as I hit play, it said Bloomhouse Productions, and I was like, hold up. They do Paranormal Activity, The Purge, Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. But they also did Jim and the Holograms? Yeah. What? But it's also like Justin Bieber is in the mix, right? So it's co-produced by Bloomhouse Productions and with Justin Bieber's manager, Scooter. That's his first name. Yeah. Scooter, also an investor in Whipclip, so yeah. <laughs> tread lightly. <laughs> Still, I can make fun of the name Scooter. Yeah, that's right. It's like Skeeter. Yeah, exactly. Doug. Um, it's directed uh-huh. by John Chu. Yes. And he, John Chu, has directed two Beaver documentaries and also the G.I. Joe sequel, which is a Hasbro movie. But I also believe he did like the Step Up movies. Like he's like a he's like a dance and music kind of guy. I know. Yeah. Um, He's, he's done a lot of stuff. So he wanted to make this movie because he remembered watching Jim with his sisters. I love that. As he was a kid. Yeah. And he had attempted to make this film 11 years prior, mm-hmm. planning to just do Jim, the holograms, as is, but live action. Okay. Like, great. Uh, yeah, what we wanted. That's what we want. Right. Thanks, John Chu. 
Thank but, you. But it was rejected by Universal due to the cost of the movie. Uh, let me just say, this movie's budget was $5 million, and it only made 2.3 in the box office. Yikes. Yo. It got bad really quick. I wonder how much of that $5 million went to Juliette Lewis. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, yeah. probably at least a million. Yeah. So it's like the movie to make was like nothing, and she just like took the lion share. She was like, "I need this." Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So it comes out. It comes out. Also, original writer Christy Marks was not involved in any of this. Which I well, was she? Well, we'll get in there. the writing process. Yes, she was betrayed. <laughs> she was betrayed. But I do believe right that they John Chu he showed it to them to Christy right. And she, there was at least, like, some sort of blessing. I think you have to, like, give I your mean, blessing. Yeah, and it did—we'll talk about the plot, but it does kind of focus on what she wanted to talk about versus yeah. what the cartoon was. Yes. Um, also, early drafts of the script included holographic characters and all of that stuff in the animated series, um, but they didn't make the final cut, which is a big problem. Huge problem. Um, so right off the bat, this this movie comes out. Should I should I talk about the plot? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. As a small town girl catapults from underground video sensation to global superstar in two weeks, she and her three sisters begin a journey of discovering that some talents are too special to keep hidden. No. You know, just reading it, I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. Whatever. If like I didn't understand Gem. If I didn't know what Gem was, I'd be like, all right, this is, you know, it's going to be a teen, yeah. teen drama. Yeah, I feel like if this were on TV for free, because we each paid $4 to rent this movie. <laughs> we did. If this were on TV for free and I had no knowledge of the cartoon, I'd be like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, totally. If there wasn't a rich backstory <laughs> and ample source material to draw from that you just seemingly completely ignored, I would be like, yeah, I liked it. It was kind of fun. Yeah. There's some jams. Um, all right. Should we? How do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about what they did wrong first or what they did right first? Let's do what they did right first because I don't want to just totally shit on it. Because I'm not, I mean, I do. First of all, guys, this movie's two hours long. It is about that's what they did wrong. Number one, number one, it's about 35 minutes too long. There's just like a lot of kind of fluff and stuff that like we don't need. HR fluff and stuff, there's a lot of too much HR fluff and stuff, (laughs) but. There are some things that they, like, get right or tried to get right. That are like the cartoon. That are like the cartoon. In a lot of ways, there's, you know, the majority of the main characters, right? You have Jem, Jerrica, Kimber, Kimber, Aja, and Shayna. You have a sort of evil Empire Starlight Records, Erica Raymond. Not Unlike Eric, Eric Raymond. That is played by the aforementioned Juliette Lewis. And you have Rio. Uh, who at the beginning is not Jem's boyfriend, and we don't actually know if he is her boyfriend, but they do kiss. Yeah. Um, so you have some of the main characters there. The one thing that I thought that they tried to get right, it fell flat, but they tried. Jem has this sort of social conscience or like an awareness of trying to like help right. other people. She sees her stardom as a vehicle for change. Both, like, in herself and in how she can affect other people. Right. Um, So you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. I need to say right off the bat, though, not exactly what they did wrong, but what they did different. Okay. Is 
they didn't have a house of orphans exactly like the show. It's no. basically the girls, the They're hologram girls. Orphans. Two of and them. Yeah. No younger ones to like look after. Correct. So it kind of takes away from her caring. True. Because a big part of Jim is to take care of those kids like Bonnie and all of her blind yeah, problems and, and Ashley, all that stuff. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Yeah. So, but I mean, there are foster girls, which are Aja and Shayna, and they have previously been adopted by uh, Jerrica and Kimber's Aunt Bailey. Who is played by Molly Ringwald. Poor Molly Ringwald. She deserved better than this. <laughs> Thankfully, she's just like a straight man character. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't really, it's fine. She's fine. I have big problems with her character. Oh. <laughs> Well, I, I just want to talk about all the bad. Okay, let's get through this. <laughs> okay, so Jem, like I said, she has the social conscience. A lot of what happens in this movie is layered on top of social media, rightly and wrongly. Um, <laughs> even how Jem sort of catapults to fame is through her 36,000 views on YouTube. And I was like, mm, oh, I, don't, I really need to talk about how YouTube and social media works in this movie. In this movie. But yeah, there's a lot of like weird intercuts of like YouTube viral sensations in this movie that I didn't understand. So that was an entire movie idea where it's about, like, she gets famous making YouTube videos, okay? Mm -hmm. So they use, like, YouTube videos as the soundtrack for most of it, yeah, which is a disaster. It's odd. It's an odd choice. It, like, is supposed to amplify the drama, I think, or it's supposed to be the background for it. To me, it was, like, Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube. Let's do YouTube. That makes sense in your... I mean, who who would have thought this movie had so many connections to Justin Bieber? Who knew? Um, Okay, so things they got right. Jem has a social conscience. She, at the end, she's like, Jem is all of us. Like, she sort of sees herself as this, like, voice for the unheard. Again, we're not advocating for blindness or anything (laughs) like that. But, like, there is a little bit more depth to Jem. It's like, be yourself. Yes, than just this, like manufactured pop star there are foster girls there's no foster home yeah but there are foster girls um her earrings oh yeah do connect to synergy just not in the way we think no do we want to explain synergy yet because no we'll get there we will get to wally it's basically (laughs) wally spoiler okay and the one other thing they got right and i thought this was kind of fun um so both christy marks who is the creator of gem and britta phillips gem's singing voice appear in the movie now, I did catch one of them. Did which Christy one? Marks. Okay, you caught Christy Marks. Britta Phillips plays the stage director or stage hand who introduces Gem and the Holograms for their first time at their first show. Okay. Yes. And if you do go back and you listen closely, you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I hear can it? hear the okay. voice. Yes. I mean, I'm, I, I probably will not go back, but. <laughs> you can probably find a clip <laughs> on YouTube. Um, Christy Marks who was the writer and creator of the show. She appears at the very end as Lindsay Pierce, who is the editor-in-chief of Rolling Stone magazine. She tells Rio that she wants the girls on the cover, and she's like, what is the band name called? He says, Gem and the Holograms. We'll get there. And she's like, great. Now, if you're a super-duper gem nerd, which I'm not. Which, I had to look this up. I was going to say which we are now. Which we are now, but Lindsay Pierce is an extra nod to the animated series because Lindsay, who goes by L-I-N-Z, she is the, like, sort of MTV VJ type where they, like, go on and do the interviews. Lindsay, in the animated series, is the one who gives Jem her big break. Yes. And so it's like they named her that as kind of like a wink and a nod, and then the double wink and a nod of having Christy Marks play that character. And I was like, well, okay. 
<laughs> I was like, it was like 30 seconds and like I had to do 12 minutes of Googling to like find all this information. And I was like, all right, I respect it. Now, I think that's all we have for things they did right. Short real, and sweet. Real quick though, Youngblood is a jam. Youngblood's kind of a jam. It's Hillary a, Duff sings it on the soundtrack. It's a jam. It is like the first song, comes out of nowhere, like literally that they performed for the first time. And I was like, mm-hmm. they performed for the first time without having practiced. Never. They, they don't did, practice. They did a lot of photo shoots. They, yeah. <laughs> there's some good montages in Yeah, this. there's good montages, but I n- never see them play. They no. never rehearse. Never. But maybe they're just that talented. Um, but yeah, Youngblood, nah, I heard also, it here first. we're supposed to believe all of them are musically talented yes. at, um, pre-Synergy. Yes. Which I think if you actually go back to the animated <laughs> series, I don't think Synergy is the one that gives them musical ability. I think that she just... And I don't think the holograms are actually holograms on top of them. I think Ew. only Jem has the hologram on top of her. They are already musically inclined. But we don't know I why. I feel like, yeah, we should know why. We should know why. There Were they be... in a band before? Well, I mean, they make a music video. Okay, anyway. So, so many questions. Do you want to go into differences or just the questions that we have? Differences. Differences. Okay. Erica Raymond. Versus Eric. Versus Eric Raymond. Why, you think? Why? I feel... There's a theory that I oh, made up. Okay. Mm-hmm. That okay, Juliet Lewis might have been attached to this 11 years ago when they tried to get this made. Oh. And if she had been attached Who in the original, maybe they wanted her as a misfit. <gasps> Love that. Which huge difference in this movie, the misfits are not in it until the ending credits, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. But that right there is the biggest mistake of this movie. That's very interesting. I also wonder, too, if it's, like, not super cool because Jerrica, Kimber, they're teens. Like, they're, like, young. And we don't really know how old Jem is in the animated series. Is it bad to have this, like, guy being, like, super mean to teen girls? Like, is that just, like, not... It's like, yeah. oh, that feels weird. Like, maybe it's easier or more believable if it's a woman being, like, mean to teenagers. I don't know. Um... Juliette Lewis, like, she does a lot with very little. She carries the movie. She does. She definitely does. Which is why I wanted her to be a misfit so badly. It's really when interesting. I, I remember reading articles that she was involved. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is perfect casting. This makes sense. She's a rock star. Totally. Ugh, ugh, I'm so bitter about it. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Okay. No holograms in this movie. Zero. Zero. And at the end, Rio's like, let's call him Jim and the holograms. Bitch, there's no holograms in this movie except the weird dad hologram. There's a weird dad hologram. I mean, we have to get into it. We can't. We can't talk about holograms without talking about synergy. Synergy, guys. Synergy is Wally. Synergy is exactly Wally. Exactly Wally. It's, a, it's Wally and Eve if they like combined because yep. it's like a little white ball and it rolls rolls on a little wheel. It's like little BB-8. It's too. cute. It's cute. It's really cute. It's cute and it even. Even in this movie, um, Wally whist, like sings that Hello Dolly song that has like a yeah. da, 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 you know mm-hmm. how it goes? Yeah, it's sad. They, Jim has this thing where she like whistled with her deceased dad and it sounds the same. Yeah. They they took half of Wally and somehow put it into Jim. And so Synergy is incomplete in this movie. Synergy does not control anything initially. Synergy actually doesn't work. 
Jem has had, Jem, Jerrica's had Synergy sitting on her shelf since she moved in with Aunt Bailey, and she just thought it was broken. Yeah, and when they go to Hollywood to be stars, she takes it just to, like, you know, have think her dad. of her dad. Have her dad with yeah. her. And then <laughs> it turns on. Because, like, 20 years ago when her dad died or whatever, he basically created GPS, and it was, like, geolocated <laughs> the second they crossed over into Los Angeles. Synergy started to work again. Her dad just assumed that she would go to L.A. one day with a robot with that robot. doesn't work. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. So the, half of the plot of this movie is actually like putting the pieces back together of Synergy. And there's kind of like a scavenger hunt that takes place. Um, their, their dad has like left clues and they need to like go to these different places to put Synergy back together so Synergy will work. They ultimately realize that the earrings are the final piece, um, and that is actually what <sighs> finally casts the hologram of Emmett Benton. It's very Star Wars hologram. Very Star Wars hologram. Casts, casts the hologram of Emmett Benton. He gives Jerrica this sort of pep talk. Um, uh, yeah. The entire movie, I was like, Kimber's her sister. Why is this for Jerrica? The whole time. The whole time. And then at the very end, the dad hologram says, I love you. And, and Kimber. Kimber. Like, That's it. That's the only acknowledgement of his other child. <laughs> and Kimber doesn't seem to mind. If no. that were my dad and I had a sister, I would feel so betrayed. Devastating. I mean, very, very upsetting. Um, so the other, I think, major difference between the animated show and the movie is a little bit twofold. So Jem, the, the way in which she gets discovered is very, like, singer-songwriter-y, like, very, like, emotive, like, sort of mysterious. And, you know, Jem in the animated series, very pop. And then there's, like, no music videos. That's, no. like, the core of the animated series is there are at least two to three music videos every single episode. There's not one. Not yeah, one. Not one. Not even them filming a music video. No. There's nothing. Well, <laughs> I guess now that you say that. Are you counting their YouTube video? I'm counting their first thing like out in the garage. Oh, where they do like homage to Jem's original costume. Yeah. Also, throughout this entire movie, they wink at the theme song by a just lot. adding lyrics. Just like it's how, a very interesting choice. Yeah, like uh, Jerrica comes out of of the garage in this, you know, sort of homage to Jem's original outfit, and Kimber is like, "Ah, oh, it's just like truly." truly outrageous and I was like do I love it do I hate it I can't tell I mean I I think I have to love it because it's one of the few thing callbacks to Jim and the holograms like the original yes yeah and I mean they did do a good job with you know the pink like the colored hair whatever my first thing that I texted you while I was watching this movie was how upset are you about all the bad wigs in this movie and you were just were like the movie's too bad I don't even care yeah it didn't bother me because it was like these are just play wigs. They were definitely play wigs, for sure. Um, the other final thing is that Rio is Erica's son. He's not just like a guy. He's connected. Um, which I think you actually weirdly need. <laughs> like, there needs to be some sort of tension, because otherwise, like, why is he there? Where did yeah. he come from? Otherwise, you got to, like, give Rio a backstory, and it's like, this is fine. It's fine. Well, they made Rio, like, the band's caretaker, kind of. Yeah, it was like their Manny. Yeah, which made no sense. Yeah, he's also an intern. Like, what? I don't know. That was my question. I was like, why is he an intern, yet he, like, weirdly controls everything? Ugh. So many questions this movie. One, why doesn't the dad care about Kimber? We'll never know. We'll never know. 
I mean, Kimmer must suck. Two. <laughs> she did kind of suck a little bit. I don't understand, like, how does the YouTube and, like, going viral work in this world? What do you mean? Because she posts a video, a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, one night. And by morning, it has, like, 800,000, I don't know, an insane amount of views. And if you're a nobody, you're not getting that amount of views in 12 hours, plus getting news stories about who Jim is. No. Net, like, network news, like the Today Show, when they talk about viral things, they're about a week behind. Exactly. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Zero sense. But everyone's like, who's Jim? Who's Jim? And she ends up going to Hollywood and doing a show in, like, Three, two, three days later. Yeah, like none of it makes sense. That was my like big, my biggest complaint about this movie was that the timeline of it is insane. Like not even just the timeline of like when she uploads this video to when you know she becomes famous to when it's all over, etc. But just even the timeline of like how people get like upset about something or like then they're like I'm I'm over this. Like well, it's just like so manic a lot of yeah. most of the movie is completely manic it, it, the movie takes place over two or three weeks yeah and all of it they go like have their ups their downs they almost break up like all of this stuff they manage to do like three concerts yet i never see them record a song <laughs> yeah and every concert they have new songs <laughs> yeah every concert's a new song one of them's like very like weird slow pop but like lady gaga look nothing makes sense mm-hmm. they're just pushing this movie along to get somewhere and it doesn't go anywhere no <sighs> Uh, guys, I just we need a quick interlude to remind you that I cried when I saw the trailer because I was so excited that my childhood, like, fondest memory was coming true. And then this hot mess. Like, even last <laughs> night, I was I had to take a break. Let's be clear, too. I watched an hour and a half last night, and then I was like, okay, that's enough for now. I'm going to put you aside. And I watched the remaining 30 minutes that I didn't need the next day. Because it was just yeah. like, it hurt. I buckled up and watched it, but I would I zoned out a lot. You did? Yeah, I got bored. <laughs> I was trying. Um, okay, I have a couple of more questions. Are there other questions that you go ahead? You want the answer to? So, a couple of them are very Los Angeles specific. One: Does the Santa Monica Pier close at night? I don't know. There's a whole scene about them like sneaking onto the pier, and I was just like, I don't. I guess. But I also was very confused as to where they parked. So I'm like, you can't really drive that far. Like, it was very, there was a lot of LA logistical questions that I like did not understand. Um, two, another large backdrop to this is that the family has some money troubles and that Aunt Bailey is going to lose the house. We believe she probably has some sort of vintage store that's not doing so well in this yeah. small uh, California town. And they're going to lose the house. My question is, can they not move to a smaller house? All of the girls have their own room. It's yeah. at least a five-bedroom home. Um, it feels maybe unmanageable. Maybe you don't need that much room. <laughs> they all seem to love each other and hang out. Get those girls some bunk beds. Yeah. Well, here is my big problem with the aunt character. Okay. She did not help. She didn't have to co-sign any contract. Nothing. She did not go to Hollywood with them. Nope. She was like, bye, have a good time. She <laughs> found out news about Gem and the Holograms on the news. Yeah. She doesn't, she is not a good guardian. She, like, they need to leave her. <laughs> also, they do a lot of like video chatting. Do you just like video chat with your parents? Only if they call me. 
Right. But like yeah. no one just called her on the phone. Like they're also not that far away. They're like a couple hours away. I don't know. It was very I was like, is that what the youths do? Do you just like <laughs> FaceTime? I don't know. It's very strange. I don't know. They're just it seemed like they might as well have been real orphans with no one. Yeah. Because they did not need Molly they Ringwald. They didn't need her. Um, final two questions. The in this Santa Monica Pier scene, th- that whole thing was like First of all, are those actual um, sound pipes? I know pipes? nothing about the Santa Monica Pier. Do we need to go and investigate? Because I didn't know that those sound pipes existed. I need to look it up. Um, they go to the pier. They get in trouble. They jump off the pier. I'm not spoiling anything, guys. This is just what happens. They're sitting wet underneath the pier. It's real. The holograms. Gem. They had taken Synergy with them. Synergy went in the ocean. How was Synergy waterproof? How did they know Synergy was waterproof? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't know. They took a huge leap of faith, and Synergy was fine. But, like, how? Why? I'm sure the dad figured out everything. It's a literal robot. Like, why is it fine? That didn't make any sense to me. No. But the biggest thing that didn't make sense to me in the entire movie, guys, Rio sang. And I am not kidding. I literally went, <gasps> Like and like hands over my face, like I was so uncomfortable. Like first week of American Idol levels of uncomfortable. Like it's not that he has a bad voice, but it was just so weird. And they like all seemingly knew this song, and I was like, am I supposed to know this song? And I was so grossly uncomfortable, and I don't know why. I, I don't it. know the actor's name who plays Rio, He's but cute. I watched it with my roommate, and he described him as the kickboxing love interest from Pretty Little Liars season four and the too young for her love interest for J-Lo and The Boy Next Door. <laughs> so if you guys know those two, that show or movie, those two references? it's that guy. He was cute. I liked him. I had no problems with Rio, other than him singing. I had no problems with Rio. Um, he was kind of shitty in the beginning, like rude. Yeah, he was rude. Which Rio, Rio's done nothing but be nice or just confused in love in the cartoon. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And I was like, why are we making this choice for Rio? Yeah. He's supposed to be a good guy. He, I mean, he turns out to be a good guy, yeah. but... I don't know. I did. This is going to sound so stupid, but I did like when he like knew that Jerrica needed to be alone with her dad hologram. Did you see he like sort of he like <laughs> slinked away out of the room? You need to be alone with your dad hologram. I get it. <laughs> he slinked away. Like he was like, this is important for you. It is. It was actually a very tender moment. It was. For such a weird movie. But the whole time I was just like, you better mention Kimber. But this is a disaster. A disaster. Speaking of disasters, guys, we got to talk about it. The Misfits are in it for 30 seconds after the the credits. credits. So (sighs) clearly this scene set up Mm -hmm. a sequel, a potential sequel. Yeah. And who would have what? Who who in any sort of production capacity was like, you know what? We're going to make a sequel to this crazy but movie. Yeah, if someone had just said, hey, we're making a gem movie, it's going to be the origin of gem, and then two is going to be oh, yeah, the misfits it. trying to detect right. Great, make two. Great. Like, right. I need them. I need it. Great. Mm-hmm. But, okay, we are given celebrity cameos in this movie. Oh, my God. We get Alicia Keys. We get Jimmy Fallon. We get The Rock. We get The Rock. Ariana Grande was in it. Cut. What? It's oh. in deleted scenes. Oh, I was like, I didn't see it. Um, you get, like, random celebrities talking about how much they love Jim. Yeah. And you also get, side note, you also get real fans oh. of Jim, the cartoon, mm-hmm. cut into this movie. They were told that they, like, would use this footage, blah, 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 but they cut it to make it look like they love Jim, the movie Jim. Yeah. So all of the Jim original fans were betrayed Pissed. for this movie, and they were 
furious about it. Yeah, I would be too. I, I, I would feel betrayed. But back to the celebrity cameos, Alicia Keys and Jimmy Fallon are discussing Jim. And Jimmy Fallon made some, like, wise crack about how, like, oh, no, my sisters are watching it. So he, they were also talking about the cartoon. No one was talking about the movie except The Rock for some reason. <laughs> I don't know how much they paid him for that. Because he's too nice. He'll do anything. That's where but, the other $4 million for this production budget we went. knew going into this movie that Kesha was in it. And mm-hmm. I told you, I was like, it's probably a celebrity cameo talking about how much they love Jim, which I was right on a lot of those. Mm-hmm. But Kesha plays pizzazz from yeah. the misfits mm-hmm. which i don't hate I in don't theory hate. i loved but i hated this performance tell me why this performance won 15 seconds long yes but she has a line and is yet another line from the theme song mm-hmm. which also my favorite part of the theme song yes she delivers it in I, I like Kesha. She delivers it in that bad Kesha way that's yeah. like slurred and slow. Lady, you came to the right place. <laughs> Our songs are better. We're going to get her. I'm going to go with <laughs> drug-fueled serpentine. That's kind it's of, like, it's like a... It's like an anesthetized snake. Yeah. It's like so a, Erica Raymond comes to Misfits and it's like, hey, let's bring down Jim and the Holograms. Yeah. And Kesha's like, okay, we're going to get her. Our songs are better. Oh my God. <laughs> also, if that poor Kesha performance had been in the whole movie, I think I would have loved the movie. Probably. I also love that that poor Kesha performance <laughs> appears to like take place in, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, they're in lair. they sewer. <laughs> Literally in a sewer. Pizzazz is rich in the cartoon. Again, her name is <laughs> Phyllis Gabor. Um, yeah, I just was like, what is... Yeah, they made them, like, sewer kids. They're sewer... They're, like, sewer... Rats. Yeah, basically. But they look... They look like how you want them to look for the Yeah, they looked cool. Part. They looked super cool. They looked kind of like, wait, you still haven't seen Stranger Things 2, have you? No. Well, they look like the, sh- the group of Chicago misfits. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know how anyone in good conscience can make a gem movie and not have the holograms in it. That's the entire you mean the Misfits? I'm sorry. Yes. And they have the Misfits in it. Like, that's the entire premise of the show. Like, I just got so angry. I, like, lost my mind. Like, <laughs> I know. It's a constant battle of the bands. Every single episode. Every single one. Like, how are you... Again, unless you're right where they're like, we're going to make the gem origin story, and then we're going to set up. But it's just like, I don't need that. I want drama right out the gate. That's what bothers me about this movie overall is I think they should have been older. Mm. Kesha's a little older. I think that kind of works. I still would prefer Juliette Lewis as like maybe like the old bitter band or something. (laughs) Amazing. But I saw this when I heard about it. I envisioned Josie and the Pussycats level of genius where they take the original stuff. They kind of make jokes about it. It's campy. It's it was like very Justin the Pussycat's very like over the top glitter glamour. Yes. Product placement jokes. Why why couldn't they do something that smart? I mean, you're right. You have a whole thing in here and I thought this was so astute of you. And you just talked about it, so we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more. All of the things that Jem could have been. In terms of just like teen kind of fun movies that we love. 
obviously the logical comparison is just seeing the pussycats. Like, right. That just makes sense. But when you think about, like, even... Like, oh, I put movies that could have been like, yeah, yes. like Princess Diaries or like even Adventures in Babysitting where it's like there's that music, there's that camp, like visually it's just like this is yeah. fun. This could have been a movie, a blockbuster where I didn't know shit about it, but the box looked great and I was going to yes. rent it. And this is like, This no. could have been a cult classic. Yes. It had the make, Gem itself is a cult classic because like when, obviously when we went back and watched it, it's a hot mess, but we love it. Yeah. And it's just like, this movie was a hot mess that was just like DOA. Yeah. And it's oh, so upsetting. Let me just say, doing all this Gem stuff, there are four, four podcasts out there that just focus on Gem. God bless, bless. them. Bless, bless. I think I would enjoy Jim more if I didn't binge it, if I was watching one per week. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Be like, oh, this really is... dissect it and like let it sink in. But this is a lot of information at once. I feel like we need to talk to those people. I'll be like, guys, yeah, let, let's chat. But there are people out there doing Jim justice, I think. Okay. There are comic books. <gasps> Ooh, So they started around the same time as this movie released. It was like the end of 2014. Okay. And it's IDW Publishing and Hasbro put put out these comics. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a different look um, behind them. Um, the creative team is Kelly Thompson's a writer, and the artist is Sophie Campbell. Okay. Um, and they the mis the misfits uh, and some of the holograms they like are they're all different shapes. They're all different colors. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like it's very cool. They look great. And then in 2017, they did a five-issue miniseries called Gem and the Misfits, which focused more on the Misfits. Interesting. And to celebrate it, they recreated the intro and theme song. (gasps) But they did it right. As in, they just covered the song. Are you going to play it? Yes. Like slightly updated, but yeah. just just give us what we want. You hit the nail on the head. I I wanted what I wanted, and I didn't get it. You know what I mean? It's just like why? Why do we need to re envision this story? Like, why does it need to be different? Like, the things that people related to was the tension, you know, with the misfits, or like that sort of sense of like dual personality, or like trying to help people with your celebrity, like yeah. all these things. And it's just like, I didn't, you know what I didn't need? A scavenger hunt. I didn't need <laughs> Wally. And I didn't need like, I don't. Yeah, Wally's perfection. I don't. Here's what don't I don't touch need. it. Here's what I don't need. I didn't need dad hologram. I didn't need dad hologram Let either. Dad be perfect. Over dad there. was Dead and gone. Dead and Jim. Dead and gone. We never hear from him other than Synergy. Yeah. Also, just like, what happened with Jim's mom? Like, why do we never we were, talk I about I think her? we were supposed to find out in the sequel that never happened. <laughs> no. He's going to focus on backstory. We're going to get a lot of information, but we never will. I actually, this makes me really curious. I want to do, like, can I do a study or, like, write a thesis Ooh. about, like, Josie and the Pussycats or the Brady Bunch movies? Like, how some people can do things right, and like, from an old TV show or a comic book, uh-huh. and some people, like, some it's just disaster. Like, well, what separates them? I mean, I think you right now are just, like, doing a, a new series for us because there's all these reboots, right? And it's just, like, is there what what do we actually want a reboot or do we want sort of that like farcical you know sort of 
commentary. Like, the Brady Bunch is supposed to be funny, and it, like, is poking yeah. fun at the Bradys a little bit. But it's colorful, and it's beautiful, and it harken ba- harkens back to a different time. But it's also, like, they're dumb. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, And it's like, you want a little bit of that. Like, you want some of that fun. This movie did not poke fun, they, really. It was too serious. It was yeah. too serious. And Jem is a shit show. <laughs> like, even, okay, another... Um, like Archie Comics world. Totally. Riverdale. Like it's dark and moody and there's like teen drama, but it also pokes fun at itself. Like yeah. it's funny. That's I think we're I think you're t- you're saying it. This didn't have the self-awareness that I needed it to. Like and I and what also now feels extra mean is all those fan videos that are like, I loved yes. this. Like this they're wearing meant, they're wearing like logo t shirts. Yes. And they're like, this meant so much to me. And then they're not getting the payoff of being yeah. like, oh my gosh, look at this live action, like ridiculous thing that I loved that brought me so much joy. And it's like so serious and moody. And also, like, oh. <laughs> also, the first show that Jim and the Holograms in this movie perform, the crowd is entirely original Jim fans. They did like a Twitter call out. Love that. It's like, yeah, but you don't know what you're getting into. No, yeah. The payoff is not what you want. You're so excited for something you love so much. Because as we've talked about, gym fans are very hardcore, and they have that Cleveland convention this year. <laughs> they do. Gym dolls, doll collecting and all of that stuff. Like, I don't know, just see something you love kind of get ruined. Sucks. So do you think it'll ever get another chance? Or is it over now? It's like, oh, wow. Because didn't it, there's something like— I don't know. It has the claim to fame that it's, like, the lowest opening weekend of a major— Of, like, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, the movie now holds the dubious distinction of being the worst major studio opening in 2015 and having the worst opening in the history of time— History of time! <laughs> —for a film on more than 2,000 screens. History of time! Also, director quote that I failed to read earlier. I get fans sending me hate mail. I get death threats. I get racist remarks. It's a really fun business. <laughs> Reviewers have been so harsh to say it lately. Ugh. I don't know if it would get another chance, though. I think the comic books is kind of helping yeah. the gym universe. Right. But I don't know if it'll ever get another movie, maybe 20 years from now. Do you think, though, it could get like the, the Riverdale treatment? Where it, like, becomes a television show. It's a little bit different. Like... I could get into that. I could get into that. Like, live action jam on TV. With music videos, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, it has to be... It has to be fantasy land a little bit. Like, or it's like they're in a school band or, you know, something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, it has to be fun and self-aware, which is... Which are the two biggest things that this was lacking, in my opinion. Uh, What a time. (sighs) Two hours. Two hours. Maybe rent it. Maybe don't. Eight dollars between Natalie and I. You're welcome. You're welcome. Adding to that $2.3 million box office. Um, The main character, Jim, Jerrica, is Audrey Peoples, who's in Nashville for a while. I was wondering if you knew who she was. I knew she was in Nashville. All right, guys. That's Jim. I mean, I mean, that's not all of Jim. Watch, actually watch, sit down and watch it. Yeah, watch some episodes. Fall in love with the mayhem. Because that's really what it is. It's madness. It's it's mayhem. It's fashion and fame. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, I think I'm going to revisit it. I was looking at TV time because, it's you know, <laughs> I've, like, watched the first, like, you know, 10 episodes or whatever. And then, like, the last one. And I'm like, I need to go back. Maybe yeah. I will just watch one a week. See how I feel about it. Because it's fun. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. But the movie, guys, I wanted more. I didn't get it. So I think that's it. Yeah. 
What did you guys think of Jim? Did you watch it? Did you watch it? Did you? Were you one of like the ten people in the theater? You told you took the words right out of my mouth. If you watch Jim in the theater, what were your thoughts? Did you stay? Did you walk out? I want to know. I want. I want somebody who like walked out and was yeah. just like no. I mean, I couldn't even bring myself to go because the immediate same feedback was just so awful that I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't ruin my hopes and dreams. And here they are, dashed uh, two years later. Um, well, all right, guys. So as always, you can send us an email at hellofangirls at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hey, maybe leave us a review. Leave us a review. Yeah, those are always fun. Yeah, you, you know, we also, if you are feeling so inclined, we have a merch store. If you want to be like those gem super fans, maybe you're a Fangirl Friday super fan. Maybe repetee. Yeah. Send us a YouTube vid. <laughs> if you're an artist and want to draw us in the style of gem or the misfits, please do that. No, quite honestly, though, if you want to like make me my name in the gem font that I can then make into jewelry or like I will or make it like literally make it just for me. Charge That's amazing. Thousand dollars. Like I will buy it. Like, yep. You've heard it you, here first. Yeah, you have to put it out in the world to you make it happen. Yes, but like I want it. I need it. So if someone yeah. can make it for me who's artsy, thank you. I'd yeah. appreciate it. So next week, mini episode. Yes. Get ready. Get ready. So New series is coming. Until next Friday, guys. Bye. Bye. Fangirl Fridays is brought to you by TV Time. Download the TV Time app to track your favorite shows and join the fangirl conversation. And be sure to follow us at Natalie Burris and Martin Zabrowski.